Welcome to Below the Fold, the most honest and raw digital marketing podcast around. It's good to be back. Coming back with a bang. I might be hiring someone to speak for me. So you think you're an SEO ninja, eh? That was just my little fantasy in the back of my head. Here's the tip. Oh, I know the tip. Are you the one who told me the tip? I need you to come up with 50 business ideas. I'll be back in two hours. I think I need a new title. Hello and welcome to another episode of Below the Fold. This show is for marketers, startups, and anyone else wanting to know the ins and outs, the ups and downs of digital marketing. My name is Jacob Perry, and this week I'm joined by Brandon Hassler. Derek Turley has to step out for a week, so he'll be out this week. Uh, and in the hot chair, and that's plural, we have two guests this week, which is the first time we've ever done that, ever, 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 uh, is Emery Cook and Chad Mustard. What's up? Hello. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Our Glad pleasure. to be here. So uh, I, uh, I usually don't do this. Uh, typically, we do a little bit more intro after the current events, but I feel like there's, uh, there's a need to, to discuss the fact that you guys have grown up together and have been best friends for almost your whole life. Oh, that is not true. Well, it feels like that. <laughs> it feels like a we, long since time. college. Yeah. So yeah. We, we met each other in college. We were actually in, we lived in the same complex or right, complexes right next to each other. And we met each other there. And then. But my life really began when I met Chad. So really everything you said was <laughs> accurate. True. Yeah. Everything I, before that was just, yeah. you know, nonsense. It was all just so, so pretty up. much yeah. your whole adult life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah yes. Totally. So since college, we then we became roommates, and we're, we yeah. just became really good friends. And now and, you're na- you're next door neighbors. Yeah. yeah. Well, so we even beca- we started our business. Today is our actual business anniversary. It's a big big day. So no we've kidding. been in business for eight years. Yep. And so we we started our business together uh, as we were roommates. We were roommates and business partners and best friends, and so we like hung out with the same people. So we were always together basically for, I don't know, how many years? Five, six years? Yeah, it's and, kind of unbelievable yeah. Like that we didn't, you know... Hate each other. Right. April, yeah. April 6th is a big day. It is. Start something. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it, we didn't choose that day. It just I mean, kind of we, happened. We, That's we were when starting, we got our business license. We started working... Yeah, it's when we got our business license. Yeah. So we started doing stuff before then, but it was official, officially incorporated on April 6th. Yeah. That's awesome. So Okay, so we're, we'll, we'll get into that, I promise. Uh, but first, we're going to start with current events. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to Brandon. He's got a story. I've got a story. We'll talk about it. Go, Brandon. I've got two stories. Um, pick pick one. No, I'm picking both. They're both good. <laughs> so the first one you will enjoy as a uh, University of Utah alum. Saw this on Bloomberg yesterday. Video gaming becomes a scholarship sport at University of Utah. Oh, cool. So the eSports yes. is now. I saw that. So hang on, hang thing. on. Emery, you said, oh, cool. It sounded like there was some sarcasm there. No, absolutely not. No sarcasm. He better not. No. Okay, so the University of Utah now has a scholarship program. Is that what you said? Uh-huh. Yep. To, to what? Esports, so video gaming competition and all that stuff. Yes, so if you guys aren't familiar, this is actually a really big thing. And so this is actually something I've started recently. I started video game streaming. Mm-hmm. And so this is actually a really big um industry where there's people that are professional gamers and not and i'm not just talking about streamers there's there's streamers like me who aren't really good at video games but people watch me because they think i'm funny or they, they they're entertained by my stream or they like the games i play but then there's also there's these gamers out there that are just like professional gamers they're super good at the games 
And there's an audience out there for people that watch these professional gamers. And they watch them to learn how to become better. No, not well, there's that part of it. Absolutely. I watch a lot of streamers to be like, okay, how do I, how can I get better at this game? It's like watching a sport, you know. It's exactly watching a sport. Yeah. And so some of these games are super fun it's just to watch. Recreational. And there's there's not every game is built for esports. There's there there's but there are some games that are really fun to watch as an esport. So League of Legends is a big one. Overwatch is a new big one. Um, you, you've got like your Call of Duties or um, your Counter Strike is a really big esport. So I don't know if any of these. That's going way back. Well, it's still. I mean, yeah, CS:GO is a huge game, yeah. and that's one people on my stream are always like, "Go play CS:GO," but I, I I'm like afraid to because everyone that plays that game is super good, and I'll just get wrecked. So it is this big thing now, and um, so there are audiences for it. So wherever there's an audience. There's money, right? And so that's why. So is that is that a local story, or is that something that got national? Bloomberg. Coverage? This is uh, oh, Bloomberg. You said yeah. that. You did say that. Yeah. So, and I guess they're they're the first big time. Like, there's been some other universities that have introduced this, but they've been smaller. University of Utah is like the big or the first big time sports school yeah. to do this. So right now they're getting their funding through the arts and engineering department, but mm. I guess their goal is to start pulling funding from like the much bigger athletics. Uh, which is like seventy million, uh, because they want to be in that same sports area there. But uh, yeah, it's just interesting to read where it's like Utah's first varsity esports team will play popular League of Legends yep. and compete in, I guess, Riot's collegiate league. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's a new. Yeah. It's a new. I'm age. kind of bummed BYU didn't do it first. <laughs> well, I don't. Th- a lot of these colleges have like clubs that do this, right? And so. And I think that's what Utah, the University of Utah has, but it's it's just going to be it's just a growing thing. ESPN even broadcasts esports on on their channel, so occasionally it's not a lot, but it's getting to the point where you can watch it live on TV. And that's why Twitch Twitch is a huge website out there for streaming. Twitch was originally just in TV, but they found so there was such an audience for watching competitive esports that they've created this whole new website off of it and amazon bought it so amazon owns twitch now hmm. and they're big on these this esports amazon is even making a game right now that's just for an esport and they've never made a game before but this game is i can't remember what it's called but it it's going to be just it's it is tailored for esports so it's it's a it's a whole industry that's a lot of people don't even know about yeah sounds like it's um i don't know i i'm 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 a little bored by this uh, topic. But, oh come on! I, but <laughs> but I get I get that I get that it's big. But I will say this: what you just mentioned about Amazon uh, is a, a perfect segue into my story, and then we'll get back to Brandon's. Uh, and that is that uh, there's a new perk for Amazon Prime members. Are you guys Amazon Prime members? Yes. No, you're not. Okay. No. So this side of the table, we're members, and that side are they're not members. So Brandon's <laughs> not a member either. But it's how the world is divided. <laughs> Amazon uh, just paid $50 million to live stream NFL football games. So I you can now that. watch NFL football games. Every Thursday, they bought the rights to stream 10 NFL games once a week every Thursday. For $50 million? $50 million. And now Prime members oh. can get access is, to that. Is there, is there any like exclusivity to that? Or is yeah. There, yeah. So, so like it's not going to be on TV. It'll just be on Amazon Prime. Mm, I don't know how exclusive it is, but last year Twitter paid uh, $10 million for the same, for the same rights. Huh. And now Amazon is paying five times that. Uh, 
Um, so if you're an Amazon Prime member, you just watch it. You can just you can watch it whenever you want. Yeah, watch so, it for free. So as an Amazon Prime member, you pay a hundred dollars a year. Sure, sure. Uh, but that's a lot less than paying for ESPN or whatever, or cable or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's cool because I mean. It, I, maybe I would be annoyed at that if it was like Instagram had done that because I can only watch Instagram on my phone. But because Amazon Prime is available, I mean, I, I can watch, I watch all sorts of shows on yeah. Amazon. It's mm-hmm. not a problem. I can just watch it on my that's my, right my 75-inch screen TV. So if you're an Amazon Prime member and into sports, uh, like I won't partake of that because I don't watch sports, but yeah. I think that's, that's a, cool. It's huge. Well, it just shows, we were talking about this, this is a little earlier, Emery and I, uh, just how different how fast things are changing, especially in the broadcast world. Yep. Uh, YouTube, this last week, YouTube TV was launched in certain mar- markets. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but basically it's their own package of channels that in certain cities right now, it'll eventually, I think they're just in beta right now, so they'll launch all over soon, but you can you can have the 30 best channels you, out there. Like It's got all of the ESPN um, properties. It's got HBO. It's got AMC. It's got your you know, ABCs and NBCs and stuff like that. Um, but it's just like a cable package that you pay to YouTube for 30 bucks a month, as opposed to having Comcast or DirecTV or Dish or something like that. And I think eventually it's going to get to the point where it's not a package deal. It's just, I want ESPN or I want HBO and AMC. Those are the three channels I want to pay for. And you pay five bucks a month for each channel or whatever it is. I bet eventually it's going to get to that point where the consumer has much more control over what they're watching. So should be interesting. Yeah, we'll see how well it does. According to the article, Twitter last year averaged something like 266 viewers per minute. 266 viewers per minute? 266,000 viewers per minute. Oh, I was going to say, I was like, sorry. Did I miss a thousand? Not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Missed a few zeros there. (laughs) All right, Brandon. Half of those would be bots probably, right? Yeah, that's right. All right, Brandon. Uh, Yeah, that's a perfect segue into... My much shorter story. Oh, we're so good at segueing. Yeah, yeah this <laughs> has been very natural. Um, YouTube announced today, April 6th, as of this recording, that it will no longer be showing ads on channels with fewer than 10,000 lifetime views. So your channel has really? to at least get 10,000 views lifetime, and uh, then you can start doing it. The reason they say is because they're trying to stop uh, I actually like it. I like people the from you know, taking copyrighted stuff like viral videos, re-uploading it, making a quick buck off the channel before those it things, gets dinged. I don't know if that's going to help because those videos, those we call it freebooting mm-hmm. in the industry, those freebooted videos often get millions and millions of views. So I don't know how, I think maybe, so, so another piece of news the last couple of weeks is advertisers have been boycotting YouTube because their videos have been showing up in front of offensive material yep. like ISIS videos or whatever. And you'll see like a Coke commercial in front of that. So maybe this is a step for them to battle that a little bit so that the these offensive channels out there that aren't getting a lot of views or that have hate in it or whatever, um, that you can't just upload, oh, I'm uh, this hate, here's this hate loaded video and I'm getting Coke ads in front of it or Sprite ads or Walmart or Walmart or Nike or something. And uh, I, maybe I bet it's a way to kind of start battling that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about free, I don't know if it's going to help freebooting. Um, With freebooting, they're saying because when I was reading the article, a lot of people are saying that as well. Like, but YouTube hasn't publicly said that's the reason. But a lot yeah, of people suspect I'm sure it is. It's a big effort, but 
their logic is that it, it removes the incentive of creating an account, uploading the new It trailer from Warner just Brothers yeah. just to make a quick buck. So if they know that, oh, crap, I've got to get 10,000 views and then YouTube has to review it. I don't know. They're I thinking think it might be less likely. There's so much that goes into like actually making money. Mm-hmm. So you have to like set up an ad sense account or an ad words account. And then you have to you have to make I think is a hundred bucks before you can even like get a check from YouTube. There's like so much to it that even making like, I guess maybe if they have one AdSense account and then they make all of these fake accounts that are, that are attached to it, maybe they can make a quick buck, but even like under 10,000 views, they're only making like cents. They're not making, yeah. may, they're maybe making a buck. They're not making a hundred or 200. So I feel like there's something else here. Yeah, I'm YouTube sure there is. is. But you know, Chad, we checked, and you're just above 10,000 lifetime views. So. I just started. <laughs> so you're safe. <laughs> We're safe. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I've made way more money off of tips than... How much have you made off of tips? Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, total? Because there's also, like, yeah, yesterday total. somebody... I'm sorry. Hang on, hang on. What do you mean tips? Oh, yeah. This oh. is a big deal. In the video game streaming world... If you're a successful video game streamer like Mr. <laughs> Mustard over here, I just started. Uh, a world famous streamer like him, then you people will tip you as they watch your stream. Yeah. And some some is there know, a way to tip within the platform itself? So there is. So there. Or do you have a link that goes to some tipping so I, platform? Right now, I, have I think a you link. just give out your mailing address and they just mail <laughs> yeah. you a check. Is that how it check. Works? Yeah. <laughs> no. So there's right now. I don't have enough subscribers to use the the YouTube's in platform super chat function so there's the super chat function but you have to have a thousand subscribers i just started my channel a couple months ago so we're still we're, we're getting close we'll get there um but um right now i link out to another website called Streamlabs, where then they can twitch uses the same people on twitch use the same um tools yeah like Streamlabs. so right now it's another link where then they when they donate there's like a little animation that comes up on mm-hmm, the stream mm-hmm. that's like, you have donated, and everyone sees that they've donated. And but then there's other people. I have other people like yesterday. So it's kind of a, a peer pressure mechanism. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And there are people out there that make like thousands and thousands of dollars a month, right? Or a, a stream. So yeah, there's so a I, day. I was watching one stream, or it wasn't live, but I watched where this guy got seventy five thousand dollars in tips in one stream. How long was the stream? I don't know, it was a few hours. You know, a few hours. Yeah, gosh, that it was takes just, forever to make money, Some rich guy came man. in. Some rich guy came in and was just like dropping five thousand dollars tips up up to seventy five thousand dollars. There's one guy that get tipped this guy seventy five thousand dollars. It's crazy, but that's that is. So if you're one listening extreme. and you're not a video game streamer, do quit your job now. Quit your job now. <laughs> no, no, don't. Streamer. I mean, I've I've probably made over a hundred bucks in, in tips, tips so far in a couple of months, but. I'm also just starting, like, and it's not always tips. Yesterday, a person, I was playing the new Zelda game, and we were talking about this expansion pack that's part of it where you can get these updates, um, downloadable updates eventually, and I'm like, oh, I haven't bought that yet. And then someone's like, check your email, and I checked my email, and they had bought me the update, and gave, they gave me the code to to get the downloadable content. I was like, wow. oh my gosh, thank that's you so much. Well, right and there. I mean, the thing is now, you are a brand, right? Yes, and you know when you're you become loyal to a brand and you want to support that brand, and yeah. so that's what happens with yeah. any product, right? And yep. that's what you are right now. So that's what you've become. I've become a brand. Yeah, <laughs> you're, not, you're not the Chad I went to college with. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, so there's a lot of ways to make money doing these streaming. So tips is one of them. The ads is another. There's also merch. You can sell merchandise, sponsorships, all sorts of ways to make money doing. 
these kind of things. It's crazy. It's a crazy world we live in. It's a crazy world. Yeah. Yep. And I always told my mom, I'm going to make money playing video games someday, mom. And she was like, no, you're not. Go read. And I was like, <laughs> And now you're doing it. And now it. I'm doing now it. You show I'm like, see, mom. $100 bill. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the question is, does your mom <laughs> subscribe to your channel? She watches. And she'll, like, text me. And so is my dad. Like, <laughs> yesterday I was talking about some, like, family history thing where I was like, oh, yeah, the mustards are... We're known for this back in Scotland. My dad texts me. He's like, where'd you hear that? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> like he's calling you out. So you know yeah. they're watching. You're just making stuff so up. So they watch, yeah. but they haven't subscribed yet. They need to go on and but, actually comment on the feed itself. They don't know you're... how to comment, which is probably for the best. My mother-in-law does, though. She does is, comment? She has. She's coming and she's like, oh, I just love your streams. Oh, and I'm okay. playing like some super violent games. <laughs> and she's like, oh, this is so nice. That's <laughs> like, hilarious. What the heck? That's so funny. Okay, so. That's, uh, that's that's our current event segment. Oh, sorry. That was awesome. Uh, now, not so smooth of a segue. I want to just quickly take, uh, typically we give each guest 30 to 60 seconds to kind of tell us who they are and what they do. Um, I'm just going to hand it over to both of you, and you can figure out how to explain it together. Everyone, uh, you go for it. So we are Blue Helm Communications. Uh, Chad and I, we started our business, like we said earlier, about eight years ago. Eight years ago to the day. Eight years ago. And uh, we were just out of college, and we wanted to start a business, and we uh, decided that public relations and marketing would be a good place to start. That's where we started, and that's kind of evolved into social media marketing and YouTube optimization and uh, marketing campaigns. And so, yeah, that's who we are. Yeah, when we started, we were originally like, hey, let's start a PR firm, and... We're like, yeah, let's do that. It sounds good. And huh. like, and but we were talking to uh, my sister-in-law, who's a publicist for in the video game industry. She's like, no, you guys should specialize in something. And she kind of gave. She's like, maybe social media or something. And at the time, Facebook, Twitter hadn't taken off yet. Twitter was like, there, there's nobody had over a million followers yet. That was before the Ashton Kutcher versus CNN. So this was right as YouTube was taking yeah, off. Yeah, YouTube was taking off. There were no Facebook business pages no. yet. Nothing like, like that. I think it just had just opened up to people outside of colleges. Because Facebook was originally yeah. just for college, mm-hmm. people with college emails. And then they had then they opened it up to the public, and then they started adding Facebook pages. So when we started our business, we're like, we're social media experts. Uh, we're expert over two things. Yeah, because we, we, <laughs> we've used Facebook for the last two years when most of you haven't. But it, so. turned, out, it turned out we were sort of experts yeah, compared we to where most people were, especially as Facebook expanded beyond college because you had all these small business owners that wanted to use all of a sudden Facebook and LinkedIn and yeah. Twitter as marketing tools, and they had absolutely zero idea. Even even if they used it in their personal lives, they didn't know how to you know utilize those tools for, for, business. for business. So it actually turned out to be yeah. a really good thing. So we, we started of, with small business, really like in, like you know financial representatives and like really small business owners, yeah. and then we sort of expanded, got some bigger clients, and... So now we have a handful of clients across the Wasatch Front that we do marketing and, and uh, social media. Yeah, social media is for. our main, our yeah. main spiel. We've moved, yeah, beyond PR. So. Yeah. That was more than 60 seconds. That's why I tried to keep it brief, but then you, Chad, <laughs> came on board. I can't keep it And then it was brief. like, yeah. No, that's So hilarious. I tried to follow the rules. No, totally fine. Because <laughs> Chad, Chad's kicked out of the podcast now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Actually, no, I want you to do something to redeem yourself. Oh, gee. I okay. need you to... Um, 
beatbox for us. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What? How did you even know I had beatbox? Uh, I know a lot about you, Jay. Yeah, how did you know that? Were you watching the stream earlier today or something? Been doing about us? Let me just say this. Jacob it's does on his your homework. LinkedIn profile. Oh, it is? Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> that's a, been a long time since I've written that. Yeah. Okay, so... To redeem yourself for taking longer than 60 seconds, uh, here comes uh, Mustard Plays on the okay. beatbox. Since, since it's a uh, Mustard, we're, we're referencing Mustard Plays as my, my Your brand. channel. Yeah. Uh, Your we'll, do some, channel. we'll do a little bit of Mario, because I can hum and beatbox at the same time. So mm. here we go. Mm. Here's a little bit of Mario. There you go. I love that. Hey, good job. This is going to be our, be- our, our most <laughs> listened to episode ever. just because of that. Just cut that out. Use that as your promo. Oh, I might do that. That's going to be my intro music from now on. That was awesome. Where'd you learn that? Uh, I heard a friend do it in seventh grade, and I was like, that's cool. I think I can do that, and I could just kind of do it. So, And I, it, it developed over the years. I learned on my like a little bit later that I could hum and do it, but... It was just, it's always been an innate talent. I could just do it. Okay, so now let's pass it over to Brandon, and let's hear your uh, beatbox. I do not have a beatbox. I'm not even going to attempt a <laughs> beatbox. <laughs> I just sound like mush. Uh, yeah, I can't do it either, <laughs> which is why it's so cool, because most people can't do it. Okay, so tell us about Blue Helm. Who are your clients? Like, uh, what uh, what do people come to you for? You said social media, but, like, how do you get business? Because uh, I imagine... It's, uh, I've seen your website. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it doesn't look like there's a lot of focus put on, no. on your website. There's not. No. Uh, so I imagine it's a lot of word of mouth and a lot of networking. Yep. Uh, kind of tell us about your business and how, how, like, how do you get your clients? What, what do they, what do they come to you for specifically? Who are your clients? Uh, Who do you have? So, I mean, we, uh, right now we, we like to have bigger clients and, but fewer clients so we don't necessarily want so it's enterprise yes we want more enterprises corporations things like that that we're working with right now we're working with qualtrics is a big one qualtrics is a huge one yeah qualtrics is a big client of ours um big name they're they're up and coming you know well up and coming they're a billion dollar business out there so that's a big one byu tv we work a lot with them. We've done a lot of work with them. We've worked with them for long time, six, seven years. Yeah. Like they, we stopped working with them a year ago, but then they came back to us and said, "Hey, we need some help with more shows because they're this big expanding. They're they're, they're an expanding TV network, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get out because it used to be really boring, like just talks, watching well, people well, talk. Well, well, you know, I wouldn't say they were boring. I think I think their content was it, always quality. It was always quality, but it was Are less you scared desirable. That they're going to hear this. Yes. <laughs> It, it was just it was just stuff that only a certain niche market would exactly. watch. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. It was a niche market. It was Sunday morning. You want to watch some religious programming. You tune into BYU TV. Yeah. That's nothing the, yeah. that the out you know the mm-hmm. outside world. This is before you started or early on. Uh, early on. When we very first yeah. started, they had a few other shows than like their religious programming. They had like a like a genealogy show. They had a cooking show and it's, it's so like this a few is before like granite flats yeah yes they've this done an before... amazing job the last few years they've developed some really cool original content studio c is a huge property how long has studio c been around oh a few years it's Three, four? been i think it's in its it's in its seventh season but i think that's like five years because they oh, they okay. moved they they used to do seasons every like fall spring and then yeah. they moved to Every year they would have, and you season. did their, you did social for Studio yeah, C. Yeah, so we started. We helped. We've we've been a Studio C from the very beginning, uh, and we helped build that community up from the ground. 
And um, yeah, we kind of stopped working with them a year ago. Um, they tried to hire us in house, which happens a lot with our clients. And you're like, screw you, man. And we're like, well, we don't want to give up we our would business. Never say that to people, no, because yeah. we love. They no. were one of. They never were like, say what? We would never say that. To people. No, no, no. Oh. no, they're too nice. They're, 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 they're seriously one of our favorite doors. clients because they're just <laughs> super fun to work with, and great people, awesome products. Um, so and, they wanted to bring you in house. You said no, so they hired people in house, yep. and and now which, they have. Three or four new shows coming up, and they just don't have the capacity. So to, they brought you back on. So they brought us back on, and so we're working with them again now on some new shows. One's called Random Acts, which is awesome. Like it's like a prank show, but nice pranks. <laughs> and yeah, it's like it's like kind doing kind things. It's actually really good. Um, they've got a new who's drama. That, who's that YouTube guy who Stewart Edge? Stuart Edge. That's what I was kind thinking. Of, yeah, yeah so, so Stewart Edge is actually on. He was some one of the, the guest episodes stars recently oh, yeah. for the season. Yeah, I'll be coming up this season. Yeah, we were just at a shoot couple weeks ago with him um taking pictures and stuff like that uh, they got another show coming out called extinct it's like that we're going to be working on it's a sci-fi show with uh written by orson scott card and aaron johnston and it's it's like 400 years in the future after aliens aliens wiped have out the human race completely cool destroyed stuff. the human race and it's like it's so it's really cool a lot of it's filmed down in southern utah yeah it'll be very cool yeah and then we got another show we're working with called the new creatives too that will be coming out so we're, we're working with them. We also have a new client up in at the University of Utah. Um, we've got both of the big schools here, BYU and Utah. But it's, there's a new school starting up there called the Strategic Le- uh, Leadership Center. And it's going to be opening up soon, and we're helping them launch up and there. And one of our very first clients, maybe our one of them, it might be, no, oh, not yeah. our first, but one of our very first, <clears throat> first clients that we're still with, at least, is the Freedom Festival, America's Freedom Festival. And they uh, sponsor like uh, a lot of the local uh, July 4th events that happen like in Utah Stadium County. Of Fire. Stadium of Fire is their flagship event. Uh, so we've been doing stuff with them for and a long time. We just announced a couple weeks ago that Little Big Town's coming to Stadium of Fire. Yep, big country music group. So You haven't heard of them yet. Yeah. Well, country. Yeah. Country. So when you say social, what exactly does that entail? Like, because there's a lot of different ways that, that agencies yeah. are doing Good social. Question. So we, it really depends on the client because we're so small. It's just the two of us, and we haven't really had a desire to expand up to this point. Um, we really uh, sort of <clears throat> cater what we do to the client's needs. So we can do anything from uh, sort of consulting on developing a marketing campaign to really the day-to-day execution actually like posting, really running their social accounts. So it just depends on what the client wants. Um, you know, Qualtrics need, they have different social needs than BOE Broadcasting, obviously. So, but, but it's a lot of content creation uh, for their, for the social media platforms. A lot of YouTube optimization. Chad's really good at that. Who, who do you work with for the creation side? Like who, who, who creates the content? So a lot of these, a lot of our clients, uh, they have internal departments that like asset creation and like, um, you know, creative services type departments where they'll do a lot of the design because we're not designers. So usually you work with the in-house teams to build content for you. But as far as like the actual written posts and written content, Mm -hmm. we do for some of our clients, a hundred percent of that. And you do all the paid stuff. You do the organic Mm -hmm. stuff. You do the local stuff. Yes. We'll, Uh, we'll, we'll come up with campaigns. We'll flesh those out. Uh, execute all of those. We'll work with whoever in-house we need to work with to get those uh, figured out. Well, and it's and it's like like Emery was saying, it's so different with each client because so some clients are like, just go post content, and we have to find it right. whether it's on their website, their blog, or out in the general business sphere. Uh, like we'll we'll go find content that will be relative to, or that will um, relate to those audiences and posts it, and, and then we'll post it. But then we have stuff like 
the TV shows, which we don't really want to do much of that. We really only want to promote our their content. Mm-hmm. And so that will often be us going and like with Studio C, for example, um, they would have all these awesome sketches, like comedy sketches that would come out. But then we would go in, take screenshots or do whatever, make memes, because that was that worked really well with Studio C yeah. and Facebook at the time before Facebook totally reorganized their algorithm. Like memes were just killing it for for Studio C, and mm-hmm. that would be us going in. And we actually didn't want it. We their creative services at BYU TV made some memes that were looked nicer, really polished, like polished, like it looked like creative services team had done that, mm-hmm. and they didn't do as well as the like using impact and like font yeah. and yeah, just yeah. making like a little. Having a little outline around the the text, something that looks like like seventeen a, year old. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, looks yeah. Like a, it looks like it's fan created, right? And so yeah. we had we had that kind of content did really well on Studio C at the time. The, now the, the strategy has changed with Studio C sure. as they've grown, but at the time that was perfect. And so that was us creating all of that. Well, and this sort of touches on the point of like knowing your audience, right? Like yes. as we've as we've been with these clients for years now, we've really gotten to intimately intimately know the audience and like what the audience wants and what they respond to well. Um, so. And that's one thing we've found. I've never clients... seen an episode of Studio C. Wow, you haven't? You've you never should. seen Scott Sterling. Come on. No. Yeah, you, everyone's seen Scott you've Sterling. You've never seen Scott. So, guys, if you haven't seen, go look up Scott Sterling on YouTube right now. It's a guy that's getting hit in the face five times and during a penalty kick. So oh, I did, I'm sorry. I you've did seen that. See that. Come on. I did see that one. Everyone's so, seen that. What, what's the blonde girl's <laughs> name? The purple? Mallory. Okay. So, Mallory, we hi- at Vivint, we hired her to do stuff for us mm. uh, for a Facebook campaign that totally flopped. But, uh, that's that's pretty much my extent of uh, of interaction with Studio yeah, C. Yeah. It's actually they've got some really funny stuff. That, uh, I I recommend it's very family friendly, so you're not going to ever get anything that's like sketchy. Do you know Dave Vance? Yeah, yeah. Can you get him on our show? Huh. Uh, maybe, maybe. Dave, if you're out there, uh, <laughs> Dave, <laughs> this is your invitation. Yeah, I want to get Dave. He on liked the show. one of my recent Facebook posts, so <laughs> so we know him really well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I challenge you to to get him on on the show. I don't have his yes. number, but I can get it. I know who I can get it from. <clears throat> okay, so uh, I have a I have a question. It's two parts. Uh, the first one is if somebody is a small business owner and they don't have the resources to outsource or to pay someone to do their social, uh, what are some things that they can do uh, to get started on social to promote their business with little funds? So, well, the first thing that came to mind, something that we always tell our clients is consistency. And just to start somewhere. Uh, so if you are a small business owner and you feel like you need to do more with social, maybe you should start, you know, looking into uh, Twitter, for instance. And every day, just make sure you're consistent about being on Twitter. Or if it's not every day, it's once a week or whatever it is. Just so like- it, does the consistency, does that apply to just the posting or to the engaging and interacting with other people? All of the above. Right. So if maybe you only have time, you're so busy, you only have time, one, you know, 10 minutes a week to get on social. That's fine. But make sure every week you're doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's just a place to start, I think, is just is just picking a platform and learning about that platform. It's so easy to get overwhelmed with social. There's so many platforms from, you know, Snapchat to LinkedIn to whatever. And they're all so different. Pick one and learn a little bit about it. Is, and is then, there something they should do to determine which one? Yes. Uh, you got to know your audience, yeah. right? So if you're trying to reach teenagers, don't go to LinkedIn and start posting there hoping you're going to reach a bunch of te- teenagers. Uh, you, you'll probably want to go to either Instagram or Snapchat if you're trying to reach that that demographic. Or 
um, if you have really good video, like you're not going to want to go and just post tweets that with that are text based. You're going to want to maybe start a YouTube channel or 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 whatever. So you got to know your audience and know your resources, and then find the network that's going to work for you. Okay, so on the other side of that, if somebody has astronomically amounts of money, like the deepest then they should ever. hire blue home communications. <laughs> so, so, so what, what is, is it a similar thing? I, I understand consistency is probably important regardless of how much money you have, but if you have unlimited amounts of money, does the strategy change on what you should do at that point? No, no, I don't think so. I, we've seen big clients, you know, um, try to use all social platforms at once, right. Instead mm-hmm. of focusing on one or two that they know, for instance, you know, to Chad's point that they know their audiences will respond to. And, Campaigns fail and things flop and people get frustrated and it's demoralizing, even in those big companies with unlimited amounts of money. So I th- I don't think the strategy really changes. Mm-hmm. I think you obviously you can do much more. Mm-hmm. You can expand, uh, you know, your footprint, but consistency and knowing your audience, I think yeah. it's the same. Well, because I've seen a lot of companies that have done these huge campaigns and they kill it for a month and then... Not you won't see anything again from them because they're like, oh, that did great. It increased sales by a hundred percent, and then their sales go back down to normal. It's because they've never had a real plan. They're like, oh yeah, here's this big, awesome tent pole type campaign, and then they don't have a plan for after, and they don't have like a release strategy of content that works after that's going to be consistent on a consistent basis. And going back to Studio C, you know, Studio C is a great example of this. Yeah. You know, where they started their, you know, season one several years ago. Very few viewers, right? Very small production. And, you know, they didn't cancel the show after one season. You know, they they decided let's do a season two and a season three. And their audience slowly but exponentially grew. And now they have, you know, their line at at Comic-Con in Salt Lake is the longest one. Because their fan base, at least here in Salt Lake and Utah counties, you know, is massive. massive. And And it's because, but it took them three to four to five years to get there. And one of the, and it was a consistent, yeah deliberate effort on their part right and one of the biggest things we did one of the biggest changes we made when we were working on studio c um was we 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 used to release so the their episode would come out on monday and then we release all the sketches on youtube on tuesday so there'd be like whatever five to seven sketches Hmm. we release them on tuesday so that people that watch the episode could go and share the one that they they liked and that worked just fine but eventually we were like, wait, 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 wait. This is not the right strategy for YouTube. Like, that's the right strategy for TV, but it's not the right strategy for YouTube. So we changed and we moved it so that we were posting every day. But then we didn't have enough content in the dark periods when they're not making content. So we switched it to every other day. And so now you, you'll see the Studio C releases Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And when we moved to that strategy, we saw the views on YouTube just skyrocket because people knew what to expect. They knew when to expect it, and they came back to watch everything because we we'd post every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at three o'clock in the afternoon, and the, everyone knew exactly what to expect, and that made such a huge difference in the YouTube audience. And the YouTube audience went from just growing steadily to growing exponentially after that. That's awesome. So we're 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 not out of time, but we're running out of time, and yeah. there are two things that I want to get to. One of them is your YouTube gaming channel. Okay. Mustard plays. Yes. How long have you been doing it? You said two months. So I started January 9th. So we're coming up on nine, uh, on the ninth. This will be my third finish. The, the the three total months. A lot of anniversaries. 
Yeah, yeah. Today. yeah that's true. <laughs> Happy anniversary, everybody. Thanks. So originally you were only streaming three times a week. Yes. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. You changed to Monday through Friday. And Saturday now. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and you're still married? I'm still married. <laughs> this is how I get to play video games. Yeah. This, this is the only way I could get away with playing video games is by starting a channel. Because I was like, oh, babe, in uh, in three years, we can make tons of money if I, stre- if I this stream. This is an investment. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. It's a big investment. Okay. So uh, it's, that's a popular thing to do is game and to live stream your yep. gaming. Yep. There are a lot of people who are trying to make it big on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, I, I think the gaming on YouTube is still relatively unknown, um, especially yeah, when YouTube compared to Twitch. Gaming, yeah, which is a new platform. Right. There's YouTube gaming versus like gaming on YouTube is actually like the number one most popular. Oh, there's music is number one and gaming is number two. And then two you, you mean watching, YouTube. right? But not live. Not live. Yeah. So it's gaming.youtube.com. No, it's YouTube gaming. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, gaming.youtube.com. Okay. Sorry, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Whoa. <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> okay, so so real quickly, for those for the for the people out there who would want to get started in this, uh how, like where do they start? Oh, so I get this question pretty much every stream. Because everyone, everyone who's everyone watching, that's wants watching to me know. wants to do it. Yeah. And so there are, and a, there's a lot of teenagers out there that are watching me, or younger, teeny boppers or whatever you call them these days. Teeny Te- boppers. Tweens. Do you love that? That's kind of like reverse creeper. Because if you were watching them, that would be creepy. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> well, it's that's how it's always going to start, right? The demographic on YouTube is much younger than Twitch. Twitch is actually much older. There's they're much more of the my age of the you know twenty five to thirty five crowd is on Twitch, but YouTube skews much younger, which is fine. Um, but you just have to be a little. You bit just have more to be goofy. aware of that, and and I have to be very careful with the feelings of these kids because some of them are very sensitive. Or if I say something that, or if I don't pay attention to them, then they're like, oh, he doesn't like, I, I'm, I'm so sad, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's or like whatever. Like you have, like, I don't, how many subscribers do you have? Oh, uh, right now, we're, right we now? just passed 380. Okay. So yeah. it's like, you just have like 380 little kids that you've got to Well, no, so it's, it's, at first it was mostly young kids, but now I've got a few, I've got quite a few adults that are watching and then I've actually made some of the moderators so that they can help keep my chat clean and everything like that. Um, so like like today I was just streaming and like I I was getting like thirty about I was around thirty people watching which is I know it doesn't sound like a lot but that's actually a, quite a few because I've seen some people that have tons of subscribers where they have less than twenty people watching. So most at a time. of your views are after you're done. No, streaming. it's it's usually not. Or so, just throughout. So it's thirty congruent viewers. It's okay. different than thirty at any views. given time. Yeah. So. That stream today will be about 250 views or whatever total because that's people coming in and out and, or whatever that watch the stream for a little bit. And maybe they subscribed, maybe they liked it, and then they but they can only watch for 10 minutes and left. But then there's some people that sit there and watch for two hours. So, and that's actually what YouTube cares more about. They don't care so much about views anymore. That's that's not a thing anymore for you. YouTube does not care they about care views. about amount of time spent. Yeah, it's watching. watch time, which is very. We could talk. We could have a whole podcast. What that means. It's not just how long you watch. There's a whole lot of other mm-hmm. stuff that is goes into watch time. But that I, kn- is... I know it could be a full episode because we've done a full episode. Oh, really? On well, watch time? <laughs> it was a good portion. We did a YouTube episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could talk all about that. But that, so watch time is the number one most important thing. And uh, so that's actually really good for streaming. So YouTube's pushing streaming a lot right now because people are coming on and it's a destination. They don't want you watching TV. They don't want you watching cable or amazon they want you watching youtube mm-hmm. and so if you're coming on to watch three hours of my stream 
then they're like, we want to promote this guy because people are watching him for three hours at a time. Give people that come at the beginning and stay the whole time. Oh yeah, absolutely. <sighs> that's and, that's hardcore. So sorry, I haven't answered your question. The question no, is, haven't. how do you gonna... start? It's actually a lot harder than you think. There's so much equipment you need. There's so much, and it takes a lot of time. So yeah, you prepped for like how many months before you actually started? It was about two months of prep work of me. Getting the right equipment, sewing your green out the right, screen together. Yeah, yeah the green, convincing the your wife. green <laughs> screens. Convince the wife, number one. Make sure Emery was okay with it because this is like a Blue Helm project that we're doing. It's not just a Chad project, it's a Blue Helm project. So we're treating Mustard Plays as a client. So that, that's kind of, kind of how we're justifying it as a okay, business, too. That was going to be one of my questions <clears throat> is, is this affecting your, your Blue Helm business? But no. I guess if it's part so, of it. This is Mustard Plays as a client of Blue Helms. And we are. Uh, so we that, have yet to see a paycheck no, from Mustard Plays. Really? Because it sounds like he's getting some tips. <laughs> yeah. Because I always I, pay when we go to Chick-fil-A. I, what are you doing with that $100? Uh, it goes right back into the stream. It goes back into buying games, um, buying equipment. Because there's, I didn't have a mic, so I had to get a good mic. I had to get a, a good webcam. I had to get a good a computer that could run all of this. My computer right now is, I, I just got a pretty cheap computer. It's only like 600 bucks or whatever, tower. But it's and it can barely run everything I do, like it's, it is right on the edge. So my goal is to get once I get over a thousand subscribers, I'm going to start going to get a sponsor to give me a, a better rig. So mm-hmm. that'll be is the, that what it's called a rig. Yeah, wow, that's super nerdy. <laughs> that is that is nerdy. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Anyway, so it took a lot of work just getting the right equipment first of all, and then practicing because yeah. this when you're streaming, I could just stream there and play a game and not talk, but. That's no one wants to watch that. That's really boring. And there's some streamers that make a living doing that, but it was very few. You have to be like super good. My goal was to engage, right? I wanted to build relationships with my stream so that when someone came and they saw they saw me playing whatever game, that I interacted with them and that they had a feeling of like, oh wow, I feel included here. I feel part of this family, right? I'm I'm creating a family. It's on an YouTube. experience. That's the big lesson, right? More yeah. of the story in marketing. Build an experience. Build an experience. Mm-hmm. So now every time someone comes back that has been there once, I'm like, oh, hey, welcome back. I know who you are. Thank you for subscribing the other day. And and some of these people I'm, like, friends with now. Like, I know who they are. I talk to them every day. I know their favorite moves. I, will say, I know yeah, what they like to eat. In just a few eat. months, you've, there are, you've created a lot of loyalty among yeah. the people that do watch every day, which yeah. is so important for – again, for any brand. And, and so my yeah. goal every day is to have one or two new people like that. So – I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but in a year, I'll have three to 500 people watching me live. Then, at that point, I'll be getting hundreds of dollars in tips every day. I'll be getting thousands of views, and I'll be getting um, sponsorship deals and all sorts of stuff. When I have that many people watching me at any one point, that's, that's, that's what my goal is, is get one to two new fans every day. Um, and sometimes it's more. Sometimes it's 10, or sometimes it's 50. Uh, and it's yeah. and it's so that's how it works is if my goal as long as i get one to two new people every day that come in and like like it and they're like chatting with me um i feel like it's been a successful stream if you were to get if you were to give one of your subscribers a shout out right now who would it be um there's a, a, so her name is Lindsay bach oh and she uh she's actually she came in a couple of weeks ago and maybe it's two or three weeks ago and she is someone that understands my stream so my stream is different because i don't swear i don't tell dirty jokes i don't do anything like that i want it to be a clean stream where it's family friendly maybe i'll play some games that are a little PG more violent 13, PG right? 13. Yeah. 
But I won't ever play the R games, right? I'm not going to play the Resident Evil 7 that's just ridiculously That will bloody. be my upcoming stream. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, we haven't talked about this yet. Cook after... plays M <laughs> yeah. games. Anyway, um, but she she came in and she really got what I was going for. She's yeah. she's very Christian, nice mom. She's a mom. She just has she's a new mom. She's got a little baby. And she's someone that I've actually made a moderator now because she gets it. And she's very engaging and smart and intelligent and has been great for the stream. That's awesome. Okay, so last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Emery. Mm. You just got back from Antarctica. I did yesterday, last night. So you were gone for a couple of weeks. Yep. Okay, so Antarctica, people don't go there. No. What, uh, what's the story? What's the story there? Well, uh, I love to travel. Seven continents was a big bucket you know, list item of mm-hmm. mine to hit all mm-hmm. seven continents. And it's, uh, I, I hit six several years ago. Well, so. and he also has been to all 50 states. I have. That's I big. Have. That that's, is big. That's really, really hard to do. But seven continents is harder. I'll tell you that right now. Because getting to Antarctica is a beast. Um, <laughs> you have to fly to the bottom of South America, yep. which is a long flight. And then you have to get on a boat and travel across the Drake Passage, which is the world's most... Uh, I guess tumultuous treacherous seas, treacherous waters. seas. Yeah, uh, I definitely got seasick. So you got seasick. You, yep. It was a two day journey one way. Two day, two days one way until you finally get to the beautiful, calm, icy waters of Antarctica, <laughs> and it was awesome. There's tons of wildlife, and the people on the boat I was with was really cool. There were about ninety of us on the ship. It's like um, a science vessel. I mean, like yeah. think, think like uh, I, I don't know. It was a previous. It was a U.S. It was like NOAA U.S. science vessel. It looks like one of the vessels from Deadliest Catch or something. You know? Yeah, it's, it's just like a small boat. <laughs> so were there like were there crazy like rogue waves out there? Yes. I mean, uh, so I was just telling Chad. Uh, I just imagine you in like a yellow here. slicker. Imagine and... this. I I got into my cabin. You share a cabin with somebody else mm-hmm. in a bunk bed. I scored the top bunk, which I thought was super smart of me because yes, everyone wants the top bunk. No, not smart because in the Drake Passage, a couple of nights didn't sleep at all because I was literally holding on because I was about to be thrown off of the bunk bed and you look down at your bunk mate and he's just fast he was, asleep no he was probably awake too no one slept those nights did but, he speak english uh he did broken i think he understood about 50 percent of what i said i don't think he ever learned my name <laughs> but his name was carlos so if you're listening carlos from madrid oh you he's, were awesome. li- he's listening baby oh, yeah for sure. <laughs> so it was incredible uh and then two two days we were in antarctica for four days and then two days back across the drake passage oh, and man. then you have to journey all the way so back was it, up here was it worth it absolutely it i would totally never do it, it again but it was totally worth it. So you you were supposed to bring me back a piece of Antarctica. Yeah, I um, wanted to do that, but <laughs> I was informed on the way there that uh, to take any items, even the smallest pebble, would be uh, illegal an illegal offense according mm-hmm. to the Antarctic mm-hmm. Treaty of 1959. Right. So Which I was we knew before you even went. Right, there. right, right. Mm-hmm. But they, they they really pressed it over and over and over <laughs> that you're not to disturb. So did you fill Antarctica. up vials of water while you were there? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't. So you So you, I didn't bring you back anything you other not. than my stories <laughs> and, good and my wit. Yeah, and my 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 yeah, my adventure adventure tales is all I have. Well, that's that's enough for me. Thank yeah. you, Emery. Thank you. All right, guys, we are out of time. This has been awesome. Yeah, One been of the fun. funnest episodes we've ever had, guaranteed. <laughs> okay, yeah. we Hands are, down. I think I think how, how far along are we, Brandon? I think this is episode around 65. I think we've done around 65 episodes. Cool. Yeah. This is by far the best one we've ever had. Oh, stop. Uh, like, I can't, I can't even a little mention percent. it again. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening right now and this has been uh, entertaining or helpful or awesome or whatever, 
uh, please uh, subscribe, number one. And number two, please leave a review. It really helps uh, in getting more listens. If you want to reach out and, and, uh, and submit topic ideas, or if you want to be a guest or, or nominate someone as a guest, you can email us at inbound at belowthefold.io. Alternatively, you can reach out on Twitter, and our handle is belowthefold.io. Next week, uh, Derek Turley should be back. Uh, we're not bringing a guest in for the first time this season. We wanted to take an episode to introduce you to who Derek is and explore his life and his successes and, uh, and, and probably a bunch of his failures as well. Uh, and that's it. Until next week, we'll catch you below the fold. <laughs>